Welcome to Simulating Minds. We are your hosts. I'm Tamara. We have Reg here, Prince. As you can see, Carmen is not with us today because she is away, but she will be present next week. So with that being said, we have amazing guests here today, and I'm going to let Prince introduce our guest. Definitely, definitely. Uh, help us welcome the uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin Caraballo Barrios. Uh, did I pronounce it correctly? No, you got it, you got uh, it. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> It's my man right here, Kevin. Uh, we go back, we go back many, many years. Your college, NYU, yeah. and thank you for definitely coming and blessing your presence with us here at Stimulating Minds, and just uh, so the audience can get to know who you are and what it is that you do. You know, mm-hmm. okay, that. yes, sir. Um, so we'll right into it. So today's topic, um, we will be discussing toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Kevin and I are too familiar with this topic because when he and I were at your college, we had to do a facilitation. Yeah, presentation. Presentation on toxic masculinity. And this is something that we uh, we did and we talked about and, you know, had agreements, had disagreements. So, um, yeah, we're here to relive it and here we are, you know, definitely. But before we get into that topic, um, let the world know who you are. What it is that you do, and we yeah. have a few questions for you, and hopefully you can definitely answer it. So, yeah, I right. think pretty much, um, you know, like as you know, my name is Kevin. Um, I'm a recent graduate um, from NYU, um, masters in social work, and pretty much, you know, I'm a social worker, and I recently just got a um, a job um, working for SEO Family Services. Yeah. So that's a blessing, you know, Absolutely. especially during this um, pandemic. Right. Um, and I'm just a case planner today. I'm learning, like you know, what it means to be a social worker. What it means to actually like help um, individuals who are like very vulnerable. So I'm just taking it, um, you know, one week at a time, one day at a time. And I'm still learning, you know, I'm still new to the field. So I'm just, like I said, blessed. Um, Afro Latino. So, um, you know, there's some type of um, values and culture that I was raised on. And that's just me, um, you know, I bring a lot of authenticity, you know, to the field and just like everyday life. So um, pretty much as we, talk you know things is gonna unfold a little bit you get you're gonna get to know me a little bit more so right. i'm just honored and happy to be here with you guys and thank you for appreciate y'all thank you yeah. thank you thank you thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And you definitely yeah. mentioned something that was key um about you working during the pandemic you know yeah. unfortunately a lot of people are no longer here with us yeah. a lot of people are not working right and for you to be employed after graduating yeah. that's definitely a blessing man so yeah um, I definitely hope that you really focus on that one. Yeah, you know? yeah not actually. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so tell us about your bit about yourself. So um, based on your bio, we know that you have a podcast. Yeah. You want to tell the people about that? Yeah. So right now, my podcast is out of commission. Right now, you know, um, life happens, so you have to, um, you know, I have to make sure like my basic needs are being met, mm-hmm. and anything besides that has to be, you know, put on pause. But um, the name of my, fo- my podcast is called Facts, and um, it stands for um, Finding Authenticity That Captures transform- um, tran- Transformative, transformative sorry, um, um, He's nervous, y'all. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm nervous. <laughs> Finding Authenticity That Captures Transformative Stories. So right. pretty much what it means is that, like, you know, I interview individuals who are doing, like, amazing things, and this is kind of, like... Have them create like a blueprint for other individuals who may need that at that time mm-hmm. for like motivational purpose and also for them just to have on the side. Because I feel like sometimes um, there's so much negative things in the world yeah. and there's not enough positive. 
So I wanted my podcast to be like an outlet to more positive things because, you know, you are what you consume, you know. So mm-hmm. if you keep listening to negative things, you're going to feel negative. You're going to think about negative yeah. things. So I'm just trying to like change that in a way and also, you know, have fun with it, you know. Um, so that's pretty much it. And, um, you know, y'all could, if y'all want to know more information, it could be in a link or in right. a bio and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was uh, I had the fortunate opportunity to be in a guest. guest. Yeah, uh, that was yeah, dope. I was yeah, the first guest. First guest. Yeah, I told. Yeah. What? I, no, guest. I told. You know yeah. What? It was yeah. a great show. It was. It, it was. Definitely yeah. represented. You know your 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 vision. Yeah. And the narrative between you and him was just. Yeah. Was, impeccable. Yeah, and I think it was perfect to have you there because um it was just like it kind of gave, um it like the first. Good, like feeling okay. This mm-hmm. is the purpose mm-hmm. of it. You know what I'm saying. So you did a good job of like making sure, like, okay, this is what the Fats podcast is going to be about. Mm-hmm. This is what we be trying to do, and you did a good job just being your your true self, Correct. and that was just dope. Because everybody was like, "Yo, who's that? Who's this person? Mm-hmm. I need to know more." So it was just good to like get that feedback from people. You know that, yeah. man. And it was definitely an honor to uh, be a first guest on your on your show. Mm-hmm. When you asked me, I was like, "Okay, I'm definitely down with it." So again, we're just basically reciprocating that love. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I'm glad you're here. Um, so uh, you didn't mention where you're from. You, you say you're Afro Latino. Like, yeah. tell the people yeah. where you're from. So again, you already spoke about what you do, the school you went to. Like, tell us about who you are, man. Before yeah. we get into our, our topic. So yeah, so I was born here. Um, you know, Brooklyn's where it's at. Um, but my mom, she's from Venezuela, and then my father's Honduran. So um, yeah, I'm Hispanic. But um, you know, I feel like a lot of Latin people they you know run away from the African descent. Mm-hmm. So I know in my like personal um, life, there's Africans, you know, my father's dark skin, the hair texture, all that stuff. So I consider myself Afro-Latino based on the characteristics, based on like the um, the country itself, like mm-hmm. the geographic areas. I don't really know too much of like like my an- ancestors, but, um, you know, through perception, observation and like research, there's African descent there, you know, we all mm-hmm. came from Africa. So... Yes. You know, that's how that's what I read. Exactly. Yeah, so that's what I that's what I read. That's what I wear on my sleeve. Active active listener, exactly. No, no, I'm glad you mentioned that because Mm -hmm. again, a lot of uh we spoke about this last week, like Tamara mentioned. Um, a lot of our Hispanic brothers and sisters do not um Acknowledge, acknowledge yeah. that Africanness mm-hmm. in them, you know, because again, for so long, a blackness. that blackness, yeah, yes, yeah. that blackness in them, right? Um, because yeah. they've been conditioned, you know, black is whack, black is disgusting. Even the whole doll test, we mm. saw that, you know, which doll is better, the they light one, the lighter the, one, exactly. Light. Why? Yeah. Why is it bad? Because why is it good? Because whatever, right? Reason, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you for definitely sharing that, man. Yeah, always, no doubt. And what are you? What's your like? Aspirations like okay, so you you got your bachelor's from York, you got your master's from NYU. Yeah. You're working in the field. Ultimately, like, what's your goal? What is it that you want to do with the degrees that you have? Yeah, so I mean, in a professional like standpoint, I think um, helping people in ways that um, I can't do it right now, just because like I'm still like new to the field. There's so much things I have to learn. Mm-hmm. So I could right now I could help individuals, but I want to do it on a bigger platform, you know, I want to reach more people. So I think um, right now I'm trying to figure out ways where I can reach more people 
Um, cause right now I'm, I'm help I'm working with families, but there's so many other families that I can't touch. Yeah. So that's like the toughest things. Um, like in this job where like you feel like you can't help everybody, and then for like a personal um, you know, like life thing is for me is to be more happy, find time for like family, find time for this this to be in my own space. Cause I feel like sometimes you get so invested to help individuals that you don't help yourself. Mm-hmm. So having that balance, you know, is key. So I'm trying to learn as I go. Yeah. But personally, I want to be more happy with myself and like stuff like that. So more yeah. self-aware. Yeah, self-care. Yeah. yeah. And self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have that self-care without being aware of yeah. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You don't know it goes what. Hand in hand. It definitely goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And you work with family. How 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 has that been so far? I mean, that's like um. Working with families has been like eye opener. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you more humble because you work with families who are like don't have basic needs like food, yeah. um, things that you feel like it should be in place, like remote learning, all that stuff. Right. So when I work with families that's going through all those stuff, uh, it makes me feel like, dang, like why does does this world have families who's going through this like why they don't have more resources what's going on yeah. so it makes you like um like you really see the system how it plays out you see people who's actually hurt because sometimes you hear stuff but it's from like the news yeah, but and it's not yet, it, it's totally yeah it's different, different. <clears throat> right. and also like you know it's put a lot of pressure on us because we are like the the person who has all the answers you know when we really don't or they think that we have oh, all exactly so oh as a search work you say they think you have all the answers Nah, I I, I, I I do feel just to kind of piggyback on mm-hmm. what he says. Depending on where you work, mm-hmm. um, and even if you have a client that comes in with certain issues, well, I'm coming to you to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So the and mm-hmm. I came to you, you didn't fix it. I'm still in that same situation. Right. So yes. That's what he's. That's what he's implying. Like. Okay. They think that we have all the answers. No, we don't have all the answers. I'm not mm-hmm. here to fix your life. Yeah. I'm here to assist you, and I'm here to direct you however I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but the basic need, you think that everybody has shelter, food, yeah. clothes, and that's because we have it. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for somebody else to get it. And then being in that field, working with people who need shelter, food, you know, that, that takes a toll on you too. Like, yeah. you start to feel, like, guilty. Right. Yeah, you feel bad. You feel bad. Mm-hmm. And you personalize it. In the job. Yeah, sometimes you got like, I'm glad you said personalized because, like, sometimes, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't grow, uh, I ain't grew on like a, a silver spoon. Like, right. I think that's how they say it. Right. Um, so, like, I had my own challenges, my own, like, you know, I used to live in a show when I was younger, my mom, stuff like that. Oh, wow. So, when I hear families going through that same situation, it's like, wow, like, I, I know what you're going through because I went through it. Doesn't mean I have to disclose it. Right. Cause certain right. things you don't want to disclose because you don't want to personalize it. Right. Yeah. Um. But you know, back in my head, I'm like, oh, I know what you're going through. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. as, being that you've been through that situation, as mm-hmm. far as like being living in shelter, does it help you? Um. Uh. When you're dealing with people that are in shelters, does it help you uh, to to give them like you know, what it is that they need because you've been through that before? Um. Not not in that sense, but it helps me be more um, empathetic. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it makes me... It's easy for me to be, like, walk their shoes, per right. se. Um, in regards to that, no, because, like, you know, at the time I was younger, so, so there's a lot of things... So you really understand. Yeah, there's a lot of resources that was available back then that I don't know now. Yeah. Um, so not that, but, like, 
that emotional aspect is right. definitely there. Like they know that I'm definitely genuine. They know that I actually care about them. Right. They know that I'm not coming in, coming out. Cause you have workers who just work just to get paid. You of know, course. they don't really care about the family. Exactly. exactly. So um, they know, and that that dictates how they view the system too. That that dictates how they move with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing you got to do is really have that trust. Um, you know, be sincere. Um, even if you feel uncomfortable, sometimes you gotta let them know, like, hey, I'm not comfortable. Like, be honest with them. What they're really looking for is honesty, because like, you may be the last person of defense, like the last person that could really help them, yeah. or leave a good impression, because everybody else that they dealt with before you couldn't, couldn't was negative, or they, 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 they was really judgmental. So you gotta put themselves, put put yourself in their shoes sometimes. Um, you know, um, but you know, it's field work. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely hard, but um, it's a good field to work okay. in. Yeah. You know, that hearing you speak, definitely, I, I, I take it that you enjoy yeah. <clears throat> doing what you do. You know, you have that sense of um, um, similarity between yourself and the individuals you work with, mm-hmm. right? And like you said, being uh, and being honest and authentic, that's the process of that engagement, right? Yeah. To engage with the clients or the families, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um Anything else you uh, definitely would like to talk about before we move into uh, today's topic? Oh no, I mean I could, I got in a conversation, so <laughs> it's all yours, man. I'm just, I'm the guest, so I'm just happy to be here and to like, you know, put my, you know, throw my insights and stuff like that. Well, yeah. being that you are our first guest for the podcast, I definitely would like to know, like, what made you, uh, what prompted you to start your own po- podcast? Um, this trying to like, like I said, reach more people. Okay. I feel like, um. When you're doing stuff like podcasts, is definitely you know you could reach more people than if you was working under somebody, right? Or you know you're doing the work. Um, I think media is, is, is a big thing now, or it's been since you know I was raised, right? So, um, like I said, just putting positive things out there, I feel like is essential. But I think for me, it just I was trying to get into like my creative side. Like, okay, I'm doing social work. That's cool. That's what I like doing. But what can I do? You know, um, when I'm not working off the clock, mm. that's kind of the same, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And is I'm having, I'm also having fun with it, right? Cause like, um, for me in the past it was like playing basketball or like you know reading books and stuff like that. So I want to do something out of my comfort zone, right? Yeah. And that was that was it. It makes sense. And so, so the podcast is basically um, your way of giving back more to. to yeah, that's that's, right. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. giving back more Very and also well for me to have, like have fun. You know. Right. Um, Rather than just always talking to people who has problems, let me talk to people who who who's not really having problems, who made it out that 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 um that hurdle, and you know, just kind of give more positivity to like just like talking to people who's who's going through things, you know, because like, that's my self care, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that that kind of balance things out. So that's why um I wish I was still doing it because I feel like that would give me a balance now. But you know, there's other ways where you could balance yourself. You just gotta find different ways to like, yeah. you know, find your self care. Well, yeah. gi- giving back always helps because, like, you know, Prince and I and Tamara also, we um, during the summertime we uh, mm. went and gave out food to like the the shelters. Yeah, I've seen that. Was and, dope. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, it, and, it, and it feels good, especially when you're doing it from your heart and it's mm. a genuine with thing. No, with nothing, nothing to receive exactly. back. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because even for when. Prior, me and Prince talked about, you know, I think it would be a good idea that we do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I wanna I wanna get into people. Some people don't even know they have problems until they hear about the situation mm. and like, wow, I'm going I'm going through that. And yeah. I didn't even realize or I went through it and I didn't even realize I went through it. Yeah. So it's important to to try to um engage in other ways to people because even with our field we mm. deal with people one family at a time one individual at a time one client at a time but at least with this platform we can try to help more than one person yeah definitely it's, i consider it a free service yeah free service yeah that's a good way free to put it service. free service free yeah. service and like one of uh one of my professors uh uh your favorite one one of our professors oh he's the best exactly <laughs> one of our we'll professors drink to that best professor ever <laughs> drink to that Mm. But all jokes aside, one of my professors mentioned that in this field, right, being a social worker, a therapist, whatever you, you yeah. have, right, it's not a nine to five, right? No. It's way past that. Yeah. You don't just be a social worker from nine to five, no. right, and you yeah. cut it off. Nah, it's every day because even I'm dealing with families, I got my own family. Mm. I got exactly. my friends, right? So that can, ha- that can happen during... Off hours, off hours yeah. Yeah. I would just stop being a social worker. It's not a just nine to five. It's all I'm going. And you yeah. know, just to piggyback what you said, do mm-hmm. you feel, do you guys feel that you carry that over as far as like, even when you're hanging out with your friends and you're having just like a mutual conversation with friends, do you unknowingly find yourself kind of like psychoanalyzing certain things instead of just turning that off and just being mm-hmm. that friend? Because I've had people tell me, I'm not your client. Right. Mm. I'm not your... Right. You're not going to psychoanalyze me <laughs> yeah. right now. And I don't think I am, but I think now, because we've used... We're utilizing this practice so much mm. that it's kind of becoming our norm. Yeah. I feel like for me, I, I get that a lot from my girlfriend. She's like, oh, you stop social working me. I'm just like, I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to have a conversation. You feel me? So I get that from her, though. Um, But I think it's... Cause we do it so much yeah. that we feel like we like it, it's just like second nature. You feel me? Um, I think, and there's also the, the 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 passion that you have for it, and I think that's what makes a difference. Yeah. Like, so like you like you were saying earlier, um, you won't get that from people who are just there for the check, mm-hmm. right? So if you if I'm if I'm just I'm a social worker just because I want a, a good paycheck, I'm, it's not going to be the same way yeah. as opposed to someone who has that passion, that drive yeah. to, mm-hmm. to 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 do that. You know. So, yeah, that's right. That's yeah right. shout out to wifey she got me um like a, a mug mm-hmm. um i think for christmas <laughs> and it said um um social workers aren't in for the income but they, they are in outcome. for the outcome yes. and that was dope that was like oh, i like that gift. Oh, that, that was on. nice for, for, for the audience in the background right? <laughs> yeah if y'all didn't hear for, us in the yeah, back the background yeah. the digital world and all that for those of you who did not hear it can you repeat that again very yeah, so, loud and clear yeah, very loud and very clear. loud and clear. Yeah. so social workers aren't in it for the um um the outcome i mean for the income mm-hmm. but they're in it for the outcome Absolutely. so that's pretty much saying that we 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 in it for the long haul you know so we we did regardless of how much we getting paid on um, what it do to us mentally too because like you know we, we carry other individuals problems yeah, with do. us mm-hmm. what is that yeah. like the counter not counter transference but we um sometimes we have that trauma transfer yeah. like right, 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 right. secondary Second, trauma right, yeah. through uh, through the client, the client. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely and just to be very clear a lot of social workers don't make that much money. <laughs> this is not a high field unless you have your own practice. Yeah. Oh, you just not right? av- you know how to so, like sell yourself. You, you gotta mean? know how to. You gotta know how to. You have to know how to. Uh, uh, what is the word? Brand yourself. You gotta fight your market. Yeah, yeah. That's right. what I, I agree. Um, but for the for the paper 
on paper, if you are an upcoming and you're you're going into college and you're trying to figure out a career, the numbers don't don't match what you got to pay back for school. Mm. It doesn't. Your loan does not match <laughs> your income. <laughs> yeah. Well, it don't. Well, okay. I'm gonna be paying loans forever. Okay. <laughs> no, but it, and before it, we get it, into the topic, right? right? And it'll pay off in the, in the of moment. course. Right. The, but that it is paying off now because now I get to do something that, that like comes to. nature, second right. nature to me. Right. Like 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 Kevin mentioned. Right. Again, it's all about marketing, branding yourself. Because I was, I've heard that so many times. Social workers don't make. Whatever, Money. right? Correct. And when I was working at the uh, hotel, I remember I'm working at the hotel full time, going to school full time, mm-hmm. and um, I told individuals what I was going to school for. Yeah. Going to school to be social worker. Oh, social worker, they don't make money. But I, oh, I always kept. I will come. My comeback would be like basically me as no as long as I help someone or family yeah. that's my currency right there that's why I get paid. Yeah, you know what I mean so did you guys hear that in the back it's not all about that financial <laughs> stuff it's about mm-hmm. knowing that I came in here I listened to someone yeah. who needed to be listened to mm-hmm. I stopped helped, somebody from suicide right, stopped someone day. from suicide mm-hmm. I uh, followed up on something on a promise on my word right because the last person before me didn't, didn't right, right? Mm-hmm. so that right there it's, it's all about that so that's where i get my currency but um so kevin thank you very very much uh real quickly just we're gonna do it right now and later just give the people your information as far as how to contact you yeah. your podcast and then we're gonna go right into the topic at hand which yeah. is toxic masculinity yeah. yes yeah i mean y'all can reach out to me on instagram that's like the easiest way um stay humble kev mm. um and that yeah i think that's the yeah that's the main outlet i use right now um and then every other outlet y'all could just i have a link there y'all could just um click it and reach out to me there mm-hmm. but that's the main one yeah copy we'll definitely put that link inside the uh inside the show and real quickly because mm-hmm. something hit me you know stay humble kev how you come up with that name yeah, so that's like, <laughs> to be honest with you, when you have like, I, when I was younger, I played a lot of video games. Okay. So like on um, P2, P3, you know, you have to create your, your username. So that was one of the usernames I created. But um, for, after, for the old school people, I know what I mean. But yeah, for the old school people, we don't know what P2, P3, PlayStation. Yeah, so you have to, oh, you know, create your username when you have the system. And that right. was one of the names that I created. And that, it fits me, you know, that was. I was raised to be humble. Mm. I grew up on that. Like I mm. never thought I was better than anybody else. So that name fit me. Some people write stuff like I don't know. They'll do. They'll say other stuff that doesn't really aren't. That's not them. Right, so right, I always right, wanted right. to be real in real life and also right. through like video get game. Mega, get mega cash or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get mega cash prints or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I, that stuck with me. Yeah. Copy. Love yeah. it. Love it. All right, well, uh, I'm going to swing it back to Tamara, you know, because uh, this is her definitely uh, topic. She wanted to uh, talk about it. So I did, yeah. I did. Let's I make did. it happen. Tell well, us why you want to, you know, do you. I thought it was important that we talk about this topic today. First of all, I want to just make it clear that this is a male takeover today. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here so I can allow you guys to do your thing. And I think that, you know, I had the pleasure of being a part of the forum i guess you guys can say i did about toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. and from that being a mom of a son i learned a lot Mm. and i thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about that with three men Mm. y'all experience and even my experience just having a son having brothers and how we sometimes we just we just we, we we just what is it masculate you guys 
you know, we, we is, am I saying that word? Demasculate? Right. Right. Or demasculate. Yeah, yeah. Right. we, based on how we feel in the moment. Right. You know what I mean? Not being conscious that whatever you do as a child, that, that hurt child becomes that hurt adult. So I thought it was very important that we talk about that today. And like, you, I'm going to give it back to you because being that you and Kev did that forum, let's talk about it. And I want us to be very, very uncut and transparent. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's what stimulating minds is all about, right? Yeah, but I got to mm-hmm. reinsure it. I don't want gotcha. no whole bars. No whole bars? No whole bars. So I, I can yeah. take, as you mentioned last week, take off the mask. It has to be removed. Take off the mask. All right, Taking cool. off the mask. No doubt. Taking off the mask. So first, let me just ask you, how did you and Kev come up with that forum yeah. that was so impactful? Because like I said, I walked out of there with with great knowledge. I didn't even, I didn't know what that, honestly, I didn't know what yeah. that was prior to the, uh, the presentation you guys did, mm-hmm. I didn't. I knew what it was, but I didn't have an understanding till that day. Right. You want me, Tom? Man, sure, go ahead, bro. Uh, yeah, so yeah. pretty much, me and um, Prince, we was working with um, what's it called? The Men's Center. The Men's yeah. Center under on, on Doctor Quaj. Shout so out to Doctor Quaj. Shout out to Doctor Quaj. John Quaj, PhD. Yeah, yes. and pretty much we had this thing called like father, a fatherhood um, initiative. Like, initiative, mm-hmm. and pretty much what we did, we had to create like. Um, different presentation. I think every other week or weekly, depending on our schedule. Right, right. So and we we did, sh- we did it every bi week, bi weekly. Yeah, right, 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 and right. it was like an educational piece. So mm-hmm. we would try to educate, um, you know, students. You know, we was at your college, and um, even though, you know, you would think oh, college students are young. You know, you did have like older folks, fathers and stuff like that. Just myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so we do like an educational piece, and we try to like, you know, like come together, right? Create some like um content. In regards to like what topics we think is valuable at this time, so like we, we were trying to look at stuff that was currently happening. So that was like what year, 2018, 2019. We're already in 2020 right now. I want to yeah. say it was 2018. Yeah. Just before we graduated. Yeah. And during that time, what was really really happening was the whole the Me Too movement. Yeah. Oh, the Me Too movie. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So we were, so we're just trying to create dialogue, um, a safe space for people to like talk about um these different things, but we try to to keep focusing. Guys, certain topics. So we did one with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, we did another one with um social media, like how black fathers uh, are portrayed on social media. Mm-hmm. It's not recording. Stop. When? Just now. Yeah. So um, let's go go back. Um, uh, so we did um, what's it called? We worked for the what? The the men's center. The femininity one. Yeah. Yeah. He. I, I'm pretty sure he was gonna get into that. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was just putting out a uh, you know. Lubrication. Yeah. In, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying to throw yeah, everything yeah, in. That, so, one, yeah. that, that one really. There's no cut. You took the mask off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always with the mask off, but that one, woo. But, that was heavy. Yeah, yeah we, we can talk about that, but but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we that did like, yeah, so basically it was just like educational pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, And we try to create dialogue for like, you know, black fathers, um, or just like black people in, um, in general. Right. Um, but specifically black men. Um, So they can have that space to share their feelings and how they portray the world and stuff like that. And then we did one, you know, the one that we were about to talk about. Right. And that was pretty um interesting. I don't know how we came up with it. I think it was just like one of those things that, hey, this will be interesting to talk about. So let's talk about it. And then um, you know, things kinda like happened in a way that kinda like gave us some pushback. It was it was a lot of stuff that was confusing. Um, but I understand, like me looking back in retrospect, I understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, because I created this this flyer where uh, it was like a black um, it was a black woman's hill. 
yeah. stepping on a black man's yeah. body. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so me thinking yeah. about it was, um, you know, me at the time, me, the younger me, always trying to like advertise that. I wanted people to come. So right. I think this was like one of our last ones. Right. So we was having people coming in, but I wanted like a greater audience. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to capture somebody's attention. So that was right. my main goal, but I wasn't really thinking about, oh. And you caught a lot of yeah. controversy. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like controversy. Yeah, but I was me trying to sell it. You feel me? Right. I'm, I'm thinking from, from like an advertising perspective. But actually, it worked in your benefit. It worked a lot. The even like the who who came the the vice president, the president of the college came, the school's attorney, like everybody, oh, right. every everybody came. Right. So that was dope. Um, the school's attorney was present because they wanted to pretty much like they thought it was going to be exactly they wanted to block it and all that. But yeah, they thought something was going to happen exactly. out of like School you know safety had yeah. to be called in to make so, sure. So yeah, so I, I definitely did apologize about like about the image that I created. Right. But that wasn't my intention. So right. um, when you, if anybody came to that event, they knew that wasn't the intent. They knew that this was just an educational piece, open dialogue. So meaning that what we're saying is not like it's facts. We're just talking about, hey, this is what we think, what y'all guys think, you know. Correct. So um, everybody did participate. Everybody did had a voice. Right. It wasn't just ours, you right. know. And I think most of them, most of the audience was women, right? Oh yeah, definitely. It was women, yeah, so like yeah, that was yeah. interesting was too. Yeah, it was definitely. So that was, that, that was the first time we ever had a packed audience. Yeah. Right? So that like, was what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah. So that was interesting too, and that to me that was, that's great, you know. Yeah. Um, like when we have discussion about the Me Too movement, I expect um guys too to be like um advocates, allies, and stuff like that. So Absolutely. it was just cool that we had women there to actually really care about the subject and you know have the input in it, you know. So that was dope, but it, it was just that piece that kind of like. People off, you know, off the, you know, they thought something was going to happen or, or whatnot. So I'm glad everything got situated. I know, yes. you know, but also we had support too. We had people who supported us. Definitely had people um, And us. I don't think people didn't not support, they was confused. Right. Or they, they, based on what was, yeah, they had, they had it assumptions went, it already. Went, it went back to our conversation last week about people, and I was speaking, yeah, speaking this earlier today about um, thoughts. Yeah. Our yeah. thoughts, people, I'll see something. And now I'm thinking negative. It's always yeah. going to the negative. Yeah, yeah. you don't. You Most don't have often that. doesn't go to the positive. Right, negative right? is always your first. Your first, choice. first option. So they exactly. probably thought like, oh, Prince and Kevin is going to be talking about, you know, like they're going to be bashing women, basically. Bashing right. women, bashing. When that wasn't the case, black feminine, exactly. Right. When now, that wasn't the case. case, exactly. Um. So um. I'm glad those women was able to come in, you know, and had a, you know, have a voice and know that that wasn't the case. Right. We were just trying to talk right. about the topic. Right. right exactly. So that was just dope. Um. But it went out well. So you want to add in? So nah, just yeah. basically that was just a string of whole why we did the whole toxic masculinity and again toxic masculinity. What is it? Yeah. Who defined it? Who defined it? Right. Yeah. Uh. What does it look like mm-hmm. in in practical sense, the physical form? Um. You know, growing up, of course. And this is something that we spoke about in our presentation, like toxic masculinity, right? We as men, you know, Reg, Kev, you know, I'm pretty sure we done heard men don't cry. What are some mm-hmm. of the things that y'all heard? You know, yeah, men don't cry. Boys will be boys. You gotta be yeah, tough. Or you gotta you like all of that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, you can't like pink, the color pink and stuff yeah. like that. Right, you gotta wear like blue, all that. Like how yeah. does how does societal definitions and meanings, right? Uh, uh, attach yourself to that man, right, or that young boy, and when that young man or boy grows up, how is it going to affect that person? Yeah. Right. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. So well, I wanted to, I wanted to just add on to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, like how I see it is that when you have too much of anything, it could be bad. 
you know, you eat too much fruit, it could be bad. Yeah, your sugar level could go up. Mm. So anything that could be bad for you. Mm-hmm. So being masculine, right? Not saying it's a as a bad thing, you know what I'm saying? But if you have too much of it, it could be a bad thing. In what way? In what what way would being too so, masculine be too be too So you being aggressive. Aggressive, aggression, that's a bad like it could be in some cases it could be a good thing. You know, you're trying to defend a loved one. So I'm gonna be aggressive about that. Right. But other times where you don't have to be aggressive, that's a bad thing. You know what right. I'm trying to say? Right. So when you have a society who, especially black men, to to be oh this powerful individual, not to show emotion, to mm-hmm. not cry, mm-hmm. that's a bad thing because now you turn that that black individual not to feel, not to feel feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To be like a robot when that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Especially at a young age, you know? That's sort of like, real quickly, just a segue quick and then come back up, like the protests. You know, people are, despite you agreeing with the looting or burning or whatever, that's, and Martin Luther King said it back, that's basically, people are expressing their feelings. An outlet. They're expressing their feelings, right? That's, That's how we know they know how to do so. And to say, don't do that. So that's the same way as, like you said, telling men not to... Can I can I just chime in real quick, just to enhance the conversation more? Okay. I would like to know each of you guys what is masculinity to you? Mm. Masculinity. <laughs> Before we could even add the toxic part. Yeah. So for me, what I'm, is yeah. what is what is being masculine? Masculine, or what is being a male? What is what is that for you? Yeah, what so is for, your definition and I'm glad for you, your experience yeah. for you? I'm glad you mentioned that because we definitely gonna. Uh, I was yeah. thinking about this last night and all week because I already knew the topic that that part toxic, right? Because you have the word masculinity, right? And toxic is separate. You have the the adjective for right. those who there know grammar. The adjective toxic and the adjective describes that now. So why mm-hmm. is masculine? Toxic, right? Yeah. That's so, why I wanted yeah, to ask exactly, that Exactly, right. So, yeah. All right, so we start with you. Like, what's your definition? Oh, start with me? Yes, we got to go around. Cypher? Got it. So, I'm going to shift my chair so I can see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's going to feel like a little session. I'll shift over a little bit. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, for me, um, what is masculine or masculinity? To me, it's... Whew, that's a lot. Why didn't you ask me these questions last night, huh? Nah, but... You got to be hands-on. Absolutely. No, all jokes aside, like, masculinity... It's for me um, being assertive, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned the word aggressive. I'll use the word assertive. Assertive is basically standing on your own too, and myself standing on my own too, right? Expressing how I felt at the time to whomever. It doesn't matter my superior, my supervisor, whomever. I'm assertive because this is what's happening. I need to get my point across. I'm going to be assertive in that way. I'm not going to be aggressive rah, 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 or angry. I'm going to be assertive. Uh, masculinity is being independent. You know, being independent, not being dependent upon uh, individuals to being taken care of. Uh, masculinity is, you know, loving. It's caring, right? It's the ability, and I'm using social work terms, uh, empathy, right? Being able to empathize with the next person, the next individual, um whatever he or she is going through. Um, this is just my definition. Listening. That's masculinity to me. Being a provider, taking care of family, just um, overall, just again, standing on my square of truth and justice and being held accountable when I'm wrong and holding others accountable 
And again, going back to that A word, just being assertive, pretty much. That's masculinity Fee. to me, for me. And of course, I can come up with a whole lot more, but because we don't have that much time, I'm going to keep it short. Yeah. That's masculinity to me. And, and of course, of course, and again, we took the mask off, right? We yes, took the mask please. off, exactly. Um, one portion that I um, have to include, um, for me, again, for those who love it, I love y'all. For those who doesn't, don't, it'll, it's all good. Masculinity for me is, of course, um, the heterosexual stuff for me. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, I respect that, Kevin. Yeah. So for me, like, um, I'm glad you said that because everybody's different. So masculine can look different everybody, um, life, and also, y'all, you also have to be considerate with cultures. You know, yeah. cultures depending on where you um, grew up at, the man is the pariah. So for me, and mm -hmm. my culture is somewhat similar, but that's not how I view myself. You know, mm -hmm. to me, masculine means that I'm caring, and I'm, I'm a um, protector. That um you know I'm this I'm this me you know, and I think that's simple. I don't know it's simple, but that's how I view myself. I don't think like because a woman could be a protector, a woman could be a provider. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of things that we feel like is masculine is also a woman could be. You know what Correct. I'm saying? But it's just not seen that way. You yeah, know? Yeah. So you have to keep in mind that a lot of things that we kind of put labels to is social construct. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is mm -hmm. is what society. Um, said, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. So I try my best not to conform to society. I try to, my best to like make sure that um, I stick to what I think is right for me. And I don't, I try my best not to be um, judgmental to other people, you yes. know? So you see how you said certain things? I probably don't agree with everything, but I'm not going to like bash you for it. Right, that's right, how you right, feel. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, that's how I, I, I move in my world, you know? Mm -hmm. That's how I, I give everybody the opportunity to feel how they want to feel, yeah, and you know, have their voice. Cause once you take somebody's voice, then that's you doing that's them it. wrong, and that's 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 just messed up, yes. you know. Period. Yeah. So you that's that's no, how you being no different from the oppression. Exactly. exactly. So Correct. yeah. Correct. Very good. Thanks, Kev. Mm -hmm. Red. Yeah. Um. For me, um, masculinity means it's, you know not similar to not all of what Prince said, but basically like being in control of you, right? Um. And the reason why is because if you have a son or a daughter. You, you know, whether you know it or not, you're, you're, you're teaching them through your actions, through your ways, especially your traits. Um, like, like me, I've always, since I was younger, I always knew that I wanted my son or my daughter to be a certain way. And so I've tried to teach them cer certain things that, um, that I feel they need. Right, you know, in particular, my 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 son more more so, but my daughter also, because a lot of times, you know, young girls grow up without their fathers, right, and you know, they have the same like you know, some women have daddy issues, daddy some girls yeah. have daddy mm -hmm. issues, and that's because they don't see that that masculine figure at home, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know, the, when they see that, like my daughter, I'm very close to her, and um. Some of the things that a lot of things that I've tried to teach her, she, she's uh she's adopted those things, and you know when I see like when I see it when I hear it, you know I smile and she's like oh, what are you smiling at, and I'm because I see it you know no I don't doubt. want to tell her no doubt. right because you know sometimes <clears throat> indirectly they might you know change but mm -hmm. um you know when I, when I see and I hear certain things I you know I smile and laugh but it's basically you know like I said being in control of you and being a sense of security. Right, being a sense of security because if my son or my daughter can't feel like 
you know, safe with me at home, then, you know, what, you know, that that has adverse effect also. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's basically, you know, how I see it. Mm. Yeah, I, okay. For me, I just want to time in real quick. You said something that um that's interesting. I I I believe that um any child that don't have either parent is gonna feel like they're gonna have things that's much harder. You know what I'm saying? So just because like a father's not involved doesn't mean they always have daddy issues, but that could be a thing. But also if they the mom is not involved, that could be a, another piece. You know what I'm saying? But it's not called mommy issues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right. It's, it's kind of like throwing the wrong. So it's kind of so like that's why I thought about this now because like. You never really hear yeah, that. Me, I, I love mom, my mom. mom. Like my mom is everything right, right, to me. Right. So, um, I'm also my dad. My mom was really there for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking from perspective of a woman. Like, if my mom was around, they wouldn't consider that mommy issues. Right. They'll right. be like, oh, he just got ADHD right. or like yeah. baby right. disorder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So see, or dislike for women or something like yeah, that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so, so with, with that, um, what happens is. Because it's about balance, right? Mm -hmm. It's about balance. Though. You know, the not having your mother there, what that does is it takes away the emotional aspect from yeah. it, right? Because if you have a, a father who's there and he's a little bit more masculine or more tough or aggressive, like you were saying, mm -hmm. then your kids grow up to be a little bit somewhat aggressive and the feeling and emotion is not there because you get that more so from your mom than your father. Right. You know, it also depends on the family. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you said, yeah. the culture, the culture mm -hmm. is different, right? Yeah. Depending yeah. On where you, you got some aggressive women out there. Right. Exactly. And non-aggressive. But it's so right. funny, everything that you guys said about your, your being masculine, none of y'all spoke about emotions. And I did. Why? Empathy is an emotion, is it not? I mean, like, I, I mean, yeah, to I dive, to I dive Karen. in. I think I said Karen. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. dive yeah. in like deeper yeah. because yeah. a lot of times people feel like being masculine, they can't express their emotions. Mm. And emotions is not just happy or sad. There's much more. It's a big umbrella. Agree. I may mm. not have used the word emotions, but I did say empathy and caring and things of that nature. But I feel what you're saying. Right. Right. I guess to just for, for viewers that may not even know what empathy is. True. Right? Emotions is more clear. Right. Not to not to add to what you're saying, mm. but just hearing and just taking myself out. You guys talk about being assertive and mm. aggressive, but nobody talk about emotional being emotional aspects right. of things. And what does that look like? Being emotional in what the midst of being like? toxic masculinity. Is that a contradiction? It is. It could being... be. Okay. Yeah, you could be um so this to kinda of get this like for me. I want the audience to know, like, being emotional is not um, a bad thing. Um, I agree. So, I don't know. I feel like we shy away from, like, how we truly feel um, a lot. Yeah. And that could be a bad thing. So, what makes masculine, to me, um, toxic is when it, it is when, like, it's hard for you to establish healthy relationships. That's it. With he yourself. It. Good job. Or Kevin. with like you said it. With, or, with, or, or with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once or even family. Once you being too yeah, once you being too masculine, where it's, it's affecting how your life is working, how you, how you communicate with your girlfriend, your wife. That's that's no, when I'm it comes. At all of y'all collectively. Yeah, that's when it's toxic. <laughs> yes. That's that's, that's it. the problem. I feel like yes. uh, like some some men like they take it they take offense. They 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 say that's oh you saying we can't be mad. I'm not saying you can't be masculine. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you can't be in a mask in a way where it's going to affect your family, affect, affect the way you're going to treat women, yourself, all that stuff, you know? Right. That's when it, right. yeah, everything, right. you know what I'm saying? 
that's 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 the that's the piece that everybody's missing sometimes, you yeah. know. Um, and I think it it's just um part of it is not knowing, not being educated about certain things, you know, not because, being open. Because the the average person who they, they don't associate being masculine with being emotional. But why? Mm-hmm. Because that's the way society that's is. What, that's, right? that's, that's, that's that's the way society is. Man up. Man up, that's the term. Exactly. Man up. Stop being a stop being, stop a, being a P. Or a P or P or P exactly, right? Stop being right? you and all that. Come on. Exactly. And now you grow up with those conditions. You. Right? Now you have these learned behaviors that okay, if I if I cry or if I tell express to someone how I really feel, then I might hear those words from them. Yeah. Even like you seen it um in politics, um years ago when um Obama was um running for president again. Right. Um, this, I think in one of his last speech, he was tearing up because he was so passionate about what he's saying. And a lot of people were saying, oh, what well, he's crying for, like he's being sensitive, all that stuff. To me, that was, I was glad, like as a child, I don't know how old I was, but I was young. I probably wasn't a teenager, a teenager yet. But um, that was dope, seeing him tear up because that made me feel like, oh, he could be this powerful individual, but also show the emotion. Mm-hmm. To me, that meant everything because now I know like, okay, I could be powerful too. And still let people know how I'm feeling, you know, and not mm-hmm. being seen that oh, you, you this and that, you it know. It goes back to what you were saying before about um, too much of anything, right? So mm-hmm. being too, too. So he has that perfect balance. That balance. Right? Mm-hmm. He has the balance of, of of being able to be emotional and masculine all at the same time. So are you saying that some people don't have that? No, balance? some people don't have that balance. Why? A lot what of reason causes because they're not Libras like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It could be a lot of different reasons, you know, and one of the main things that he was saying is the culture, right? Because in certain cultures, you're taught to be a certain way from little, from you, from you young. And so, and then also, it's, it's also what's taught at home. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's your environment, maybe for that person, it's survival. Like, you mm-hmm. have to you be have like to be, that in to order to live, you know? Yeah. So, it could be a lot of things. That's right. Yeah. This is deep. <laughs> yeah. But going back to your word, right? Why does masculinity have to be toxic? Exactly. So remember, mm-hmm. we were speaking about that, and the brother, um, I forget his name, and the African brother. I don't remember. I don't I'm know. sorry. It's all good. He was yeah. one of our guests. He was at your college as well. African brother. Anyhow, um, he made mention about, you know, the word toxic. Mm-hmm. Why does... Yep. Why does um? Well, that word has to be there. Yeah, toxic. It's like again, an adjective. Adjective describes a noun, right? Right. Tall mm-hmm. building. Right. You're referring to the building. What what type of building? It's tall, right? right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about masculinity. Why toxic? Exactly. Why does it, and that's what he, the point he was trying yeah, to make. So he it, said yeah. that. I never thought about that. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. He thought about that. Why label masculinity right toxic? toxic. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's too. The reason why is because it's too much of too much of it is no good. So when, so so when you have a when you have a three year old son, and like I, I'll give you a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I was at work one day. I was on my lunch break, and um, I was in Harlem, and this guy came out to the to the park with his son, and he was in, and he was it must have been running drills for basketball. Right. So he had him running from court from from court to court, I mean from uh, backboard to backboard, right. making layups. So when he missed one, or he he had he had him set on the time. Right, and so when he didn't make the time, he would scream at him. Mm. Oh, you want to play or not? What do you what the f you want to do? So the kid was like borderline. He was about to cry, and when he when he when he looked at him and, and, and felt like he was getting ready to cry, he said, "Yo, get the ball. Let's go. You, you gonna cry? We gonna we going inside. That's it for the day." Right. It's too much. That's too mm-hmm. much. That's too much. <clears throat> I don't know how old the kid was, right. but that's what he's talking about. It's it's too much of it. 
right? So it's one thing to be assertive, right? But it's, one, it's another thing to be aggressive, mm. right? So when you're too aggressive, that's when it becomes toxic. And also, as you were saying on, that, that yeah. mentioned, that made me think about uh, the movie Coach Carter with um, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that's a good movie. No, not, not Morgan Freeman. The other, the other one. The ball head one. The ball head one. Samuel Jackson. Oh, Samuel Jackson. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a coach and all that. So when you were thinking, when you were saying that, that made yeah. me think about Coach Carter. Um, but he was doing that for a reason, to discipline the younger brothers. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, to make sure that they'll stay out of trouble. But, yeah, yeah. you were going to say something. That's going to say, like, me personally, I don't have... The- like, I don't have a problem with the word toxic because, mm-hmm. like, you if you put things in content, we live in a, a patriotic world. So, if, if not, not always agree that, but, right, like, right, pretty right, much right. We, we do. You right. know, like, the world is run by men, white men particularly. So, mm-hmm. to me, I understand why that word will be used because it's, it's you know, like like I said, we live in a patriotic man's um, world. So. so, could it be that word because you said... That's the world we're living in, so it's easy for somebody to say that's toxic. You know what I'm saying? So because you're saying this is what I'm looking at, listening to, because you're saying the world we're living in is like white male, or just men in general, because like that's the world that the United States, you know, so toxic could have been applied to them, that culture, not to this, just that in general, you know. And I I don't think is, I mean, I don't know, but to me, the word is not a problem. Okay. Um, it's just the understanding of it, you know. Um, I think once people understand why, like people's not like the terminology is not saying that masculine is, is, is toxic. Not not to my opinion. That's not how I view it. Right. Uh, the 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 part that I I said is what I'm, I'm you know what I'm trying to say. But so let me ask you this: yeah. what, what is the because you know you guys talk about the social work aspect of it, right? Okay. What is the clinical definition of toxic masculinity? So where did the word originate from? That's a good question. Yeah. Trust your laptop. There <laughs> we go. But keep going. Yeah, sometimes, but sometimes yeah, you have to um, do your research because sometimes Google will say one thing right, and it's right. not really... Because, because I Google something and it, and it talks about it, those are traits from an unspoken code of prisoners. Yeah. I've seen that as well. I was like, so, what? That's why. That's why I'm asking. With you know. Yeah, I can't speak on things well, I don't on, know. Research. Yeah. <laughs> you should be a social worker. I mean, oh, come on. I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, this this little sentence says the concept, and this is from Wikipedia. You already know how Wikipedia is, but the con- it says the concept of toxic masculinity is used in academic and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and to the men themselves. As far as the originator... Hold on a second. Sure. Yep, yep, definitely. So, yeah, as I was mentioning, sorry about that, it just basically, there was a... I agree with you, Reg, that I saw the same research as far Mm -hmm. as associating the word toxic masculinity to prison. Yeah, I'm like... Unspoken code of prisoners. Correct. So I'm like, what? Where did that come from? But... Yeah. What I learned, what I did learn, and I think this was at York College by a professor. You know, I don't want to drop names, but she's a a very well-known sister, and she made me realize that um, you are your own author. Yes. Of coming up with your own concept, Mm -hmm. same way Mm -hmm. these definitions, these meanings are defined by whomever. We have that same capability of defining our stuff. So when you mentioned earlier, what does masculinity look to you, to right. me, mm-hmm. right? Right. right? It means this to me. Right. Right. Red said yeah. he doesn't necessarily agree with everything. It's similar. 
Same with Kev, right? right? But that's for me how I'm defining it. Mm-hmm. And this is what that we need to get in a we as in just people general, right? We need to get in that habit of defining uh, certain things that mean for us. Yes. Right? So that way we can have a clear understanding, a clarity, like something similar. We were um communication. It's all about communication, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something happened, not gonna get into it, but Kevin and I were talking and I was like, yo, see mm-hmm. communication is it's key. Because yeah, yeah. had he not given me that backdrop, right? My negative thinking would have went yes. someplace I'm like, yo, communication is all about clarifying your meanings, your words, so that way people can understand what it is that you mean. Right. Kevin spoke about the flyer he put up when we did the uh, black feminism and the masculinization of black males. Mm-hmm. People saw the flyer, looked at the words, didn't understand what it meant. Right. Yeah, that's what words, what words have meaning. Exactly. Yeah. But when I came in, when we came in, Defined it, showed the video, understood it, and when it was all said and done, at the end, regardless if that one person stood up and she specifically said, yo, I apologize. I came in here thinking it was going to be this way, and and it turned out the opposite. So she said, I apologize and thank you. And we were invited to uh, the men, the women's center to do our little thing, whatever the case may be. But again, it's all about... Communication. Your term and communication. Yeah, and the part of it was us too. Us not like com- like fully communicating, saying right. this is what's gonna be about. So right. it wasn't just like oh like they misunderstood it. We didn't really effectively um convey our message, you know. So say fifty fifty. That's right, why right, um right, right. But back then I was kind of upset, but now looking back it's like I understand. Yeah. <laughs> right. The old me without throwing that bottle when we did the exercise, <laughs> I would have still been holding on to that. But yeah, it was so growth. You know what I mean? Right. I understood yeah. it too. At that time, I did. And I'm like, listen, freedom of speech, we're doing what we do. Right. We're not disrespecting or demeaning anyone. Right. But it, it is what it is. So, but And again, that could have been associated with toxic masculinity, like being aggressive. What? Oh, you mean we can't do this? No, we're going to do that. But yeah. again, so, yeah. So what is your definition of toxic? Exactly. <laughs> right. Close us out, Mr. Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have a definition. Oh, okay. At I all? No. I don't have a definition. Hmm. I, based on Just based on what I've learned that day, though, I do understand that they're two separate things. Like the toxic is one umbrella, mm. and then the masculinity is something different. Mm. For me. Okay. Mm, yeah, I got you. Okay. For, For you. me. For you. And I feel like other people make the toxic, you know, just by me having a son, me telling my son, why are you crying? But if that's what he wants to do, like he has those emotions, he should be able to utilize it. So now I'm, 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 I'm dimming him down because of the norms that I've learned. Well, yeah, men, men, boys are not supposed to cry. Or even if, if, if a child falls and you give them that look like you better not cry. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that type of behavior to a child. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, I learned a lot from that. Mm-hmm. I really don't have a concrete definition. I don't. Mm-hmm. But um, just in closing, I think it was important that we kind of touch on that because maybe somebody didn't even know that they were dealing with that type of situation, and mm-hmm. now they have a better understanding from different mm-hmm. men or male perspectives. Right. Um, so that's why I thought it was important that we discuss that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, as we're wrapping this uh, segment out, do you guys have any last minute um, things that we could share with our good people out there of the world? Yes, I do. <clears throat> um, oh, and I forgot to ask 
as far as how would you, how have you, mm. and we didn't get into y'all last week, how have you been handling this uh, pandemic? I mean, I just, I, I feel Your like... coping I, mechanism and skills and um, stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I could say, like, I get what, like, I feel like most people are going through. Um, before um, I graduated, before I started working, mm-hmm. I was on unemployment, so right. I know what it's like to, like, you know, receive those unemployment checks and stuff like that. I know um, how scared people are, cause I was scared too. Like you know, working like all my life, and then boom, not working no more. Like that, to me, that was crazy. Like oh, I was thinking about like how I'm gonna pay bills. Um, you know, like what are the next move? Cause you know, I had goals too, so it kind of put everything on standstill. But what helped me was just um, not worrying too much, not watching the news too much, and just taking the time that I didn't have. Such as like working out, spending time with family, um, talking a little bit more. Cause like at the time I was like on, I, yeah, I was working. I was doing like I was school full time, working full time, internship full time. So my whole schedule was booked. So I ain't had time to like really socialize and you know um, spend time with you know individuals that I needed to spend time with. So when that happened, it gave me more time to do those things. So it was like it was it was bad like in regards to like what happened to COVID nineteen, but some good came out of it. So I just focused on the good, mm-hmm. and then I just kept on like focusing like okay, I'm gonna finish school, I'm gonna do this, and right now things is like kind of like back on track. Um, you know, like I said, it's a blessing for me to be working, to be you know like in a good space. You have your own place. Got my own place now, so that that's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like I've been handling pretty well, but um. I feel like me personally, I'm always thinking about the next thing, so I'm trying to like hold back from that yeah. and just and focus just on the now. now. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Cause you no, know, I'm still young. I'm 23. I'm still young, so I got time to, you know, focus on other things. So, yeah. That's yeah. what's up. That's what's up. But for me, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> um, just again, this was definitely a great conversation. Thank yeah. you for having the topic and allowing us to express. Um, what we needed to express, um, Reg, you have anything? No, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I thank, um, I thank him for coming through and, and speaking yeah. about, no, you know, I appreciate just, that. You know, just, not just the topic, but your journey and, and, uh, and everything that you've been through. Yeah. So much, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I felt real welcome. Like, for little Liddy too. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, well, in conclusion of all today, uh-huh. the simulating minds, as you can see today was like the male takeover. So I hope you guys got something out of this week as we com- we continuously bring you more content, more uncut, more rawness, and just removing the mask removing day by day. Nice. So thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week on Simulated Minds. Peace. Peace. Yeah.